The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. And we're coming to you on Wednesday, January 8th, one day after, I guess, what we could call Joe Judge Day for the New York Giants, the day that the Giants very surprisingly wound up hiring former New England Patriots special teams coordinator Joe Judge as their next head coach. What a day yesterday was, really, Giants fans. You know, the day started considering or thinking that Matt Rule of Baylor was going to become the head coach, that Rule was going to interview and was the prohibitive favorite. Then we suddenly find out that Rule wasn't coming to the Giants after all, that he was going to stay in Carolina, except a massive contract offer there. And before we could even wrap our heads around that, we found out that the Giants had actually offered the coaching job to Judge and had actually begun negotiations with him at some point on Monday. So really, really interesting day. And look, we did a poll at Big Blue View. I know that that people are a little bit crazed at this point, a little bit shocked at how this worked out. Um, you know, a lot of us didn't even know who Joe Judge was until his name showed up on the Giants list of, of candidates you know, that they were going to talk to. And this really is an out of left field kind of hiring for the Giants. It's a it's a hiring no one would have expected a week or so ago when the Giants decided to move on from Pat Shermer and search for a new head coach. But, you know, in the end, you know, we did a poll at Big Blue View and we found really, really mixed reaction to this hire. A more of a mixed reaction than we generally get from from the polls that we do. Pretty evenly split all the way through when we ask people to grade the higher from A through F. Lots of B's and C's. And pretty close to 15% gave it an A. Pretty close to that same number actually gave it an F, you know, the failing grade. So people are caught off guard here. They're not quite sure what to think. And listen, the reality of it is the way that I look at this is we were not in the room 
we did not sit there and listen to what Joe Judge said to John Mara and Steve Tisch and Dave Gettleman. We didn't hear that interview. We only heard that he was very impressive. We don't know what any of the other candidates said. We don't know what kind of impression they left. What we know here is that the Giants have been mostly down for the last eight years. And and none of us knows how this hire is going to work out. We were optimistic when the Giants hired Ben McAdoo. We were optimistic when they hired Pat Shermer. Those things didn't work out. Nobody knows how this one's going to work out. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was a great hire. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was an awful hire. What I'm going to say is this is a guy that Bill Belichick was very, very, very high on. This is a guy Belichick was grooming to eventually take over as New England's offensive coordinator. This is a guy who has worked for several years with Belichick, for several years before that with Nick Saban. So this is a guy who at the age of 38 is very well trained. He's worked for two of the best coaches in the business. This is a guy who knows his stuff and is highly respected by the people who have worked with him. So, but what what I like about this hire is kind of something that I've actually said about Dave Gettleman in the past and I'm not saying this is a Gettleman hire. I I always remind people that Giants ownership makes this final decision on who is going to be the head coach. Dave Gettleman might recommend, he might agree, you know, he might, I don't know who put the Giants candidates list together even. We're not sure if some of those guys were John Mara, some were Steve Tisch, some were Dave Gettleman, or if the list was done by Gettleman, or, or who it was who it was put together by. But this is an ownership decision. So let's not say, oh, Dave Gettleman hired this guy, so it can't be a good move. The one thing I've always said about Gettleman is love him or hate him, the one thing that I do respect is that he thinks for himself. He doesn't simply make decisions based on what the media or the fan base or the NFL analysts or, or whoever you know, think he should do. He views the situation, he views the talent, he views the offers and the opportunities, and he makes up his own mind. And I've always admired that about Gettleman. You know, whether I've liked his decisions or not, I've always liked his independence and his willingness to think for himself. And in this case, I like the fact that the New York Giants did something outside the box. They did something unexpected. This is a conservative organization that has always had the tendency to make the conservative move, to make the move looking inside its own organization, staying with people it was comfortable with or familiar with, staying with sort of the status quo type decisions, the the expected sort of path, and, and staying, you know, with sort of the the traditional approach to doing things. And and what the Giants have done here, maybe partially even in keeping Gettleman, 
is is sort of fly in the face of public opinion. They have thought outside the box. This with Joe Judge is a swing for the fences here. It's an absolute swing for a home run. It may blow up in their faces. It may end in a spectacular failure. But if Bill Belichick is right about the future of Joe Judge, about what he thinks of Joe Judge from everything that, that I've read and heard that Belichick has said regarding this this young head coach, then this guy could end up being a spectacular failure. The New York Giants very much need someone who can lift their organization, someone who can energize this team, someone who can energize an organization that's been down for too long, a fan base that's been frustrated for too long. Maybe Joe Judge is that guy. Maybe he isn't. We will find out. But I give the Giants a ton of credit here simply for the idea that what they did was go outside the box, go outside their comfort zone, try something different, take a big swing here at something that might change the direction of their organization. All right, Giants fans, I hope that you've been following our coverage at Big Blue View as we've covered this this particular story. A little bit later on here, um, we're going to bring in both Chris Flum of Big Blue View and Mark Schofield of Big Blue View and also Pat's Pulpit, several different places around SB Nation. We know Mark is a quarterback guru and a New England Patriots fan, so we'll get We'll get his take. We'll get Chris's take on this situation. Before we get to Chris, I did want to say one more thing about Matt Rule and about that situation. There's a lot of people criticizing the Giants for not matching the offer that the Carolina Panthers made for Matt Rule. And, and listen, here's my take on this. I've I've said it on Twitter and people have, have criticized me for this. Look, you know, Matt Rule might have had an interview scheduled with the Giants, but first and foremost, the fact that he went to Carolina first tells you that maybe the Giants were not his first choice after all. And for me, listen, in when you interview for a job, what Matt Rule did here was go to Carolina, interview with Carolina, liked what he heard, liked the mega offer that he got from the Panthers. And I don't blame him for taking that offer. But listen, it doesn't, but then he took that offer and he turned around and he contacted the Giants and he said, this is the offer that I have from the Panthers. Will you match this offer? And he did this before he had walked in the Giants building, before he had interviewed, before he had met with John Mara and Dave Gettleman and Steve Tisch and Kevin Abrams, who were waiting for him in New Jersey. I'm sorry, folks, this is not how it works. You don't say, I have this offer. Will you match it before you've even interviewed? You can't expect the New York Giants to to match an offer. Say, yeah, we'll give you that much money or we'll give you more before we've even had a chance to sit in a room with you and talk to you about what you want to do and whether you're a match for our organization. It just doesn't work that way. So I am not in any way, shape, or form going to criticize the Giants for not matching that offer, for passing on Matt Rule. 
and from moving on to a candidate that they were very impressed with. Will it work? I don't know. Maybe it blows up. Maybe it works out great. We'll have to see. But I am not going to criticize the Giants for refusing to match an offer to Matt Rule when they hadn't even had a chance to sit in a room with him. All right, Giants fans, let's get to uh, a chat that I had with Chris Flum, followed by a chat that I also had with Mark Schofield as we continue to talk about the Giants hiring of Joe Judge as head coach. All right, Giants fans, I am joined now by Big Blue View cohort, Chris Flum. Those of you who uh, who listen to the Chris and Joe show here on Big Blue View Radio know that Chris usually co-hosts a show with Big Blue View's Joe DeLeon. But uh, Joe, unfortunately, is off you know, doing a silly thing like performing at the College Gridiron Showcase trying to have a pro football career. So, uh, so Chris is left with, he's left stuck with me here for a few minutes on, on the Valentine's Views podcast to, uh, to offer some opinions on Joe Judge. So, uh, so Chris, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, Ed? All right. You, you, you feeling a, feeling a little bit lost without, uh, without Joe? Uh, I'd say it's a little bit odd, but you know, he, let him go down play hooky in Texas, whatever. Oh, we'll uh, you know. You know, I mean, the, the the kid's trying to have a pro football career. I mean, I mean, I suppose we can't be mad at him for that. No, not at all. So, listen, you know, I want to talk about uh, about the Giants hiring of Joe Judge, obviously, and, and this was a, a real surprise for the Giants. You know, folks at this point have been listening; they 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 know where I stand, and I wanted to ask you. You know, you wrote about Judge the day before we found out that uh, that the Giants would actually hire him, and I don't think any of us really saw this coming. But in your research about Judge and and what you learned about him as you did that piece, what was it that really intrigued you and and made you think that maybe he was a legit candidate for this job? I I would say actually the fact that he is a special teams coach, yeah. You know, Normally, pretty much every team is going to look at either an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator for a head coaching position. You don't get too many special teams coaches getting interviewed. And we have seen some discussion as to whether or not that should or will change after the hiring of Judge. I think that might depend on how he does. But just the fact that the Giants went outside the box, they went outside of their comfort zone, that kind of suggested to me that there was more there than just, hey, let's check out this other Belichick guy. You know, it was an outlier, and I thought that really needed digging into. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting move by the Giants. And, and you know, we've obviously seen mixed reaction to it. I mean, honestly, I didn't know who Joe Judge was until he showed up on the Giants candidate list. I'm not sure you did either. I know a lot yeah, of Giants fans didn't. And I've I've seen the opinion that that maybe this is early for Judge to become a head coach. He's he's 38 years old. But at, what is your reaction the way this played out to the Giants winding up with 
with an untested, you know, sort of unproven, obviously young, you know, new head coach. I mean, the Giants in the NFC East, the other three head coaches have all at least been to the Super Bowl. And you, you have the Giants with Joe Judge, who's never coached a, a, a game on his own as a head coach. So what what's your, your reaction to this sort of the day after? Just the whole thing is just surprise. It, I was actually working on another piece about Rule going to Carolina when the Judge news basically blindsided all of us. Yeah, I thought he was a legitimate candidate. I thought he would probably get looked at in a second round of interviews. The fact that he was hired before the interview process was even completely concluded took, I think, everybody by surprise. Yeah. I think time will tell as to whether or not this is a good hire. I think it's a hire I'm optimistic about at least cautiously optimistic. I I do b- believe and agree that a special teams coordinator is a lot more like a head coach than either an offensive or defensive coordinator. He has to deal with guys from both offensive and defensive backgrounds. He has to perform and get his players to play with discipline and all of those things you want out of a head coach, do it in high leverage situations and they only get one chance to be right. They don't get three downs and yeah, they have to really play on offense and defense, whether you're talking about kick coverage, uh, field goal defense or on offense with kick returns or going for uh, field goals, onside kicks, whatever. Yeah. So I think it is kind of a unique preparation and it will be interesting to see how it plays out. I think one thing you wrote is that he really has to get the right coaching staff together. And I think that will weigh heavily on how successful he, his hire is. Yeah, it's interesting, Chris. You know, the one thing that that I have said is that I will give the Giants credit here. None of us knows how this is going to play out. Not a single person on the planet knows whether Joe Judge is going to be a good head coach or a bad head coach. So nobody knows if this is going to be a success or a failure. What I will give the Giants credit for here is doing something, you know, after really eight years of misery, you know, with one playoff appearance, you know, stuck in the middle of all of that, what I'll give the Giants credit for is taking a big swing here, doing something a little bit outside the box instead of going for a retread, instead of going for the guy everybody thought they were going to go for, is doing something a little bit original and a little bit different do do you see it the same way yes absolutely and I think this gives them maybe a little bit more freedom than going the same route they always have yeah uh, Joe Judge doesn't bring his scheme with him he doesn't have an offensive scheme he doesn't have a defensive scheme he has been a special teams coach he only 
just started getting groomed to potentially take over as an offensive coordinator after Josh McDaniels left. But he doesn't have a set philosophy in the way he views offense or defense. So I think that really does free the Giants up to get an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator who aren't going to be locked into like uh, Mike Sullivan or Shula were with kind of trying to affect the head coach's vision. Just they can do, they can run their units the way they see fit and judge will oversee them and really do what he did for special teams, but writ large. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, Chris. Hey, I really do appreciate you, uh, you know, jumping on over here, spending a few minutes. And uh, Giants fans, you know, please remember, check out, uh, if you haven't checked out the the Chris and Joe show here on Big Blue View Radio, you know, please do that. They uh, they do good work. I know you guys get, uh, you guys don't always like to, to hear my opinions. You like to hear somebody else's voice, somebody else's opinion. So so check out the work that Chris and Joe are doing. Chris, hopefully your uh, your partner in crime will be back in a couple days. You guys can uh, can do a show a little bit later on this week. I don't know what uh, what what's your next topic that you guys have coming up. You're going to talk about a little bit about this hiring, or or have you have you figured out where you're going with the next show yet? Well, I, I think we kind of pretty much have to. You know, we'll be back on Friday, probably recording on Thursday. We'll see, you know, what happens. See what assistant coaches the Giants are maybe looking at, who they might hire over the next couple of days, because I think if the last 24 hours have shown us anything, things can happen quickly and we have no clue what they will be. But other than that, we're going to keep going through the roster, spinning that forward as we find out more about what the coaching staff is look like, looks like we could start really zeroing in on what we think the Giants should do or will do. So that that is exciting and at the very least gives us a little bit more clarity about what we will be talking about. All right, Giants fans, uh, we're going to take a quick break here for a word from our sponsors. After the break, I'll be talking with with Mark Schofield, our quarterback guru, Patriots fan, and uh, we'll be getting some of the Patriots viewpoint on Joe Judge. So uh, keep listening. All right, Giants fans, I am joined now by quarterback guru and New England Patriots fan Mark Schofield. Mark, how you doing today? I, I'm doing well, Ed. Excited to be here. Got lots to talk about. And we're not going to, I don't think we're going to talk about Tom Grady's Instagram page. We're going to go in a different direction. So I'm excited to do that as well because I'm getting tired of Brady Watch already and we're in day three. Yeah, you know, Brady, Brady said some interesting things on Instagram, but but we're here to talk Giants, so uh, so let's do that. And obviously, wanted to talk to you because the Giants made the very interesting decision to hire Joe Judge, the New England Patriots special teams coordinator and also wide receivers coach, to be their head coach. Judge, of course, is a 38-year-old guy. And most of us, to be honest, knew nothing about this guy, didn't even know his name 
until he showed up on the Giants candidates list. So just, you know, as a, as a guy that follows the Patriots really closely, Mark, what, what can you tell us about Joe Judge and, and what are your immediate thoughts on, on the Giants decision here? Well, I think it's a fascinating hire by the Giants. I think it shows that they're you know, sort of going in a different direction. They're trying something new. They've got a different vision for how they want this franchise to be run over the next five, ten years or so. And so from a from a, just a philosophical standpoint, I think this is a fascinating move by the organization. I think there's a couple of things to know about Joe Judge. You saw in the aftermath, the immediate aftermath of the announcement, there were a lot of people saying, Look, the, the Patriots wide receivers were awful last year. How are you going to hire their wide receiver coach? I mean, that was sort of a title in a sense only. You know, he has a defense and special teams background. This spot as their wide receivers coach was his first offensive gig. And it was just, we needed somebody to fill a spot and he's going to help out in that area. He was taking on something different. He was, in a sense, sort of challenging himself in a way. You know, this is a guy that's been a linebacker's coach and then a special teams guy his entire stint from Alabama through the Patriots. And so, you know, trying to frame this as, oh, they hired a wide receivers coach and he wasn't good at that, so how was he going to be it as a head coach? I think that's a flawed way to look at it. The New England Patriots special teams units, first of all, let's understand this. Philosophically, Bill Belichick believes more than anything else in the importance of special teams. You know, he views special teams as perhaps a tiebreaker in close contests. He wants and stresses special teams. You want to know how important special teams are you watch that divisional that wildcard game Saturday night, you see Stephon Gilmore out there on special teams. You see Kyle Van Noy out there on special teams. Matthew Slater is almost a household name because of his work on special teams. They pride themselves in execution in that phase of the game. They pride themselves on having the months, you know, if not the best special teams units in football, you know, perhaps some of the best special teams units in football. The special teams was a huge reason the Patriots got off to their great start and even won the division. You look at their ability to flip the field with Matthew Slater. You look at their ability to draft a fifth-round punter in Jake Bailey and turn him into a weapon for them. You can even go back to Super Bowl 53, and Ryan Allen, their last punter, helped the New England Patriots win that game with the battle of field position he had with Johnny Hecker, the Rams punter. And so Bill Belichick wants somebody in that role that he can trust, and he found that in Joe Judge. And He also found from what I've been told and the reporting that's out there, he found somebody in a sense to mentor. He often, you know, would talk to judge about building an organization, an organizational philosophy. And so this is somebody that Belichick was sort of looking at as more than just another assistant coach. This was somebody that was in a sense, one of his right-hand men. And you look at what he has done in terms of that special teams unit, what he has meant to this organization, the interest that was with and around Joe Judge, Mississippi State wanted him as their head coach. There is a belief that he was going to get a head coaching gig. There's also a grown thought in and around the league that special teams coordinators have a unique view of the game and make good head coaches. John Harbaugh, an example. I think it's a smart hire. Obviously, a lot will come down on who he now installs around him. You know, his offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator hires are going to be critical. But I think just out of the gate, I think it's a very good move. Interesting. I've heard people say that maybe it was a year early, but I've also heard, you know, that the Giants have been sort of monitoring or, or looking at Judge for a while. So we'll, you know, we'll see how this works out. It, 
as I've said, I think it's a, it's a swing for the fences for the Giants here. And, and you kind of mentioned it. it. He's a first-time head coach, and we all know that you know sitting in that chair is a lot different than preparing to sit in that chair. You just don't know exactly everything that's going to be thrown at you and, and all of the different requirements. It's already been said by a lot of people that it, those coordinator hires and, and the assistant coach hires all the way around are going to be really important. I think it would be great if he can hire at least one person on the staff who's been a head coach previously just from what you know about judge and and maybe you know various you know patriots or former patriots that he might reach out to um you know, who do you think on the on the uh, let's start on the offensive side of the ball who do you think he might reach out to as a as a potential offensive coordinator I mean, if you sort of go in the former Patriot tree, you know, people that he might have some familiarity with, you know, I think a name that certainly comes to mind would be Chad O'Shea, formerly the wide receivers coach for New England. Then he was the offensive coordinator down in Miami a year ago. Um, he was released from that position at the end of the season. They're bringing on Chan Gailey. But I think Chad O'Shea did a pretty good job with where the Miami Dolphins were, especially when you realize the depth the lack of talent they had on that roster on the offensive side of the ball. I still think Chad O'Shea did a pretty good job getting that team, getting that offense ready to go. Also, Chad O'Shea was sort of instrumental in what the Patriots did two seasons ago in the red zone. And, you know, prior to him leaving New England, Chad O'Shea had a big part to play with their red zone preparation, their red zone scripts, their red zone designs. And you saw even, you know, this year, sort of a severe drop off in execution from the New England Patriots down in the red zone. I mean, look at the wild card game Saturday night, first and goal at the one, they can't get it in. And so I think that would be an interesting hire. Um, another name that I'll sort of throw out there, I know people have sort of talked the the Jason Garrett route. Um, you know, if Brian Dable is interested in sort of a parallel move, um, this would be a spot for him as well. Um, there's obviously some overlap w- with these two men. Um, both spent some time at Alabama. Both spent some time in New England. I think Dayball has done a pretty good job with Josh Allen in terms of getting him into a, a time and a rhythm-based thrower, doing some things with Josh Allen that I thought have been impressive. So that might be a name to throw out there. If you sort of expand the map a bit and talk about people that you know maybe aren't former patriot types but people that you know I think you'd want to at least talk to about the spot you know I've got something that works for big blue view looking at some potential names and you know I think Jay Gruden would be somebody he'd want to talk to at least um, he sort of fits that former head coach mold who can at least chime in on some of the day-to-day ins and outs that go to being a head coach but if you assume that the goal is developing Daniel Jones which I would imagine is the goal. You know, if, if you're going with a Joe Judge, you're not thinking here that we're going to go in a different direction offensively. Jay Gruden has done some things that are very quarterback friendly. You know, I think Kirk Cousins, for example, when he goes home at night, drives his beautiful car home to his beautiful house and everything, he's got Jay Gruden to thank for that. You know, Gruden's offense with its mirrored passing concepts, it's, you know, half field reads, vertical shot plays downfield, stuff off of play action. You know, it certainly made Kirk Cousins to what he is today. And I think if you even looked last year before he was fired, that offense had some elements that, 
you know, even with subpar quarterback play, it could still be successful. So I think Jay Gruden would be a person to talk to. You know, obviously, Jason Garrett's, you know, out there in the wins. But then you look at some, you know, quarterback coach types. You know, you sort of wonder, you know, Joe Lombardi, you know, down in New Orleans, he's been their quarterbacks coach for a while now under Sean Payton and, you know, Pete Carmichael. You know, he might be somebody that's worth talking to. Obviously, he's seen how, you know, Sean Payton has constructed an offense around Drew Brees. You know, a name that's obviously hot in the sort of offensive coordinator world is Joe Brady from LSU. You know, what would it take to get him out of LSU and get him out of Baton Rouge? You know, obviously, Ed Ogeron has already been on record saying that he thinks the world of him. But we know what he's done with Joe Burrow. You know, there's, there's you know, clear evidence of, you know, helping a young quarterback become something that people thought he wouldn't be able to become. And if he could do that with Daniel Jones, obviously, you know, he'd be able to write his ticket to wherever he wanted to be in the National Football League. And so that might be an interesting hire as well. So there are a lot of names out there. Um you know, we'll have to see how some other dominoes fall because another name could be James Urban, the quarterback's coach with Baltimore. Uh, if Greg Roman, you know, either moves on to Cleveland per se, you know, maybe that Baltimore offensive coordinator gig would open up and he'd be able to slide into that spot. But if not, if Cleveland goes in a different direction and Greg Roman is still there in Baltimore as the offensive coordinator, you know, James Urban might be an interesting hire as well. All right, Mark, that's a lot of interesting names there. I know that uh, the Joe Brady one will interest Giants fans. I don't know that uh, that the Giants could get him out of LSU. I think LSU would try to fight fight like crazy to keep Joe Brady. But that's really going to be the, the big thing for uh, – the biggest thing for uh, the Giants here going forward has got to be the relationship – that judge is able to form with Daniel Jones. So just, just last real question for you. Tell us, you know, a little bit, whatever you know about judges coaching style and whether you think that, that judge in the end is actually going to be a good fit for Daniel Jones. You know, I, I do think that he's going to be a good fit for you know, Daniel Jones and for this organization. Like you're looking at, you know, somebody in a sense that was able to sort of observe and learn under two very smart men in both Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. You know, when you think about Joe Judge, it's important to sort of remember that, you know, despite his background sort of in special teams and his background on the defensive side of the ball, you know, this is somebody that played the position. You know, he played for Mississippi State, you know, he was a quarterback. Bill Belichick has basically said, you know, he's played offense. He's got a good offensive background. You know, he played the quarterback position, so he knows what it's like to be in the arena as a QB. You know, he he knows what it's like to, you know, go through that and, you know, sort of be the guy that everybody's focused on, be the center of attention. He knows what it's like to sort of get ready on game day. You know, he's a details-oriented type guy. You know, he, he's going to really drill down into the nitty gritty. And I think that comes from part of the special teams background where some of the details are so important. You think about, you know, keeping your landmarks and your lanes on, on a kick coverage team or, you know, making sure you get the count right on a punt block team or, you know, punt protection call. You know, so all of those things go into being a very good, 
you know, head coach, being the head of an organization, and also helping with the development of, of a young quarterback because, you know, sometimes the details matter. The small things matter at the quarterback position. It's something that, you know, I stress in my work all the time. Sometimes it's the little things that are more important than the big things at the quarterback position. And so I think you put all of that together. You know, I think he's in the position to be a very good head coach because if you think about Bill Belichick and the success he's had, people might think it's, you know, the big picture stuff that matters, but he also focuses on the little picture stuff too. You know, sometimes a couple of seasons ago when they had a West Coast trip swing, you know, they had a game at the Chargers and then they had a game down in Mexico City. They stayed, you know, the previous, the week between in Colorado, you know, and Belichick was hands-on with all the little details, even down to where the ice bathtubs would be at the resort they were practicing at for the week before they made the trip down to Mexico City. And so sometimes the details do matter even as a head coach. Those little small things, you might think they don't matter, but they do. Belichick had a hand in making those decisions. Judge learned that. He's a detail-oriented guy. I think he'll have a good effect on this organization. All right, Mark, thanks as always for your insight. We'll be looking forward to to your next couple of pieces at Big Blue View. We always like talking with you. Um, you know, and and we hope you're right. We hope this works out as as a good hire for uh, for the New York Giants. You know, we're we're getting tired of looking up at the Patriots at the top and the Giants at the bottom. I understand that, man. I hear that a ton, believe me. All right, Mark, take care. Take care, my friend. Great to be with you. All right. Bye-bye. All right, Giants fans. That was Mark Schofield chatting with us about Joe Judge. We also had a chance to talk with uh, with Chris Flum today about uh, his thoughts on uh, on the Judge hiring. As always, we thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.